Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey all of my naughty ones and welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. Going to do a throwback Thursday, an Aries show that was recorded back when I was doing a different show called Zoe and Friends. This show, College Conquests, was originally aired in August of 2010, but I know all of you are going to love hearing these two hot LA boys confess about their drug use, their sexual experiences, and more. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Tonight, we are going to have such a good time, but I want to reiterate, this is for mature audiences only. So, you know, if you are sensitive or easily offended, or if there's any kids around, please do not listen to the show um, right now. Make sure you do it later. But listen, of course, um, tonight we're going to talk to some college students about college uh, life today and, you know, life on campus. We're going to discuss things like, of course, sex, drugs, and cheating, and that's academic cheating. Um, we have with us some students from L.A. to share with us the stories that they would never want their mothers to hear. So welcome to the show. I have Sebastian McAllister and Will Alexander. Is that right? That is correct. Hey, guys. Okay. How are you doing? Hey, Zoe. How are you doing? Uh, so, we're, we're fantastic. Thank you so much for having us on the show. We really appreciate everything. Um, I've already violated the cardinal rule. I'm very immature. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, I met you guys through a really cool college publication. They called me to do an interview. Um, it's called Lovely LA. And then I got to know you guys through them. Tell our listeners a little bit about Lovely LA. Yeah, by all means, and we're certainly thankful for that introduction that they made. Uh, Will and I here are both very close with all three of the founders, one of whom happens to be like a really short, loud, offensive Greek kid who is just so fucking intelligent. Oh, I love that guy. I'm Greek too, yeah. and I think that's why we like connected. He's totally cool. But yeah, yeah so give everybody out, like you guys have a actual publication in, um, in L.A. that goes out to the colleges, but then you also have an online version of it as well. So go ahead and give out that um, website. Yeah, the website is www.mylovelyla.com. Lovely is, you know, just like a lovely woman. <laughs> and um, they started this magazine, you know, about a year ago. I was, I was actually speaking with them right after they started it, and basically it's just a magazine that has funny articles, hot girls, and great music, and that's oh. pretty much all there is to it. Cool, yeah, cool. The, the, way that one of them, the way that one of them describes it is, if actually the New Yorker had a baby, that baby was raised by a bunch of frat boys, that's their magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. That's hilarious. Who in the New Yorker had a baby? So it's Maxim, the magazine. Maxim and the, and the New Yorker had a baby. Awesome. Love it. Love it, love it, love and it. And it was, well, wait, and if it was raised by Tucker Max or like a group of, you know, really frat out of control boys. frat guys, 
Yeah. Then um, we'd be in business. <laughs> sounds cool. Sounds cool. Okay. And it is. It's awesome. It's very cool. Okay. Yeah, so we've, how- had, we've had um, the pleasure of seeing the first issue actually before it went to print, and it's hysterical. It's just one of the funniest magazines I've ever read. Wow. I'm really excited for it to come out, and I'm excited for them. Awesome. So how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 21. Yeah, and I'm 22. So, Will, you're 22, and Sebastian, you're 21. And so what does that make you guys, seniors? Are you both seniors in college? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and so you go to a major campus in L.A., and um, you're both part of a fraternity as well, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to say which one or anything like that, but I just want to establish that we're not talking to any, like, nerds. You guys are both pretty popular. Right? Yeah, I, I suppose it depends on who you ask, but in my own <laughs> eyes, yes, I'm fucking awesome. Okay. All right. And so you're both good-looking boys, right? So my mirror tells me okay, on a daily well, basis. I, well, I have seen pictures of you guys, and you're both uh, <laughs> absolutely adorable. And, you know, I'm not a cougar, but, hey, you're both adorable. You're both very good-looking. So tell me a little bit about, you know, <laughs> your upbringing. Like, tell me, like, how did you grow up? What kind of families do you guys come from? And, Sebastian, let's let Will go first on that one. Go for it. Well, first off, I just want to say that we don't dislike cougars. We very much appreciate what we have to offer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, but uh, but all seriously, I, I was actually I was born and raised in Northern California, uh-huh. and then I came down to Los Angeles for school down here. Yeah. Uh, born born raised, and uh, I guess a pretty well off family. We weren't we weren't hurting, uh, but by no means was we were we, you know, going and selling the yachts through the Greek Isles. Uh, although I've been there and it's fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me a little bit about. You know, I mean, were your parents strict? Did you, like, what kind of, just paint the picture of, like, did you grow up, like, was it kind of like suburbia or what? Well, I was born and raised just south of San Francisco itself. But my mom was a groupie and fucking went to Woodstock and whatnot. And my dad used to, uh, went to SDSU back in the in the 70s. So he got his fair amount of partying on. And, and, and the way they raised me was drinking alcohol and I I had a glass of scotch when I was 12 years Are old. you kidding me? No. Wow, wow. See, my parents were hippies too, but I'm like 10 years older than you guys. So, so See, wow. I had a slightly different upbringing. Okay. My dad has never tried drugs in his life. Okay. Um, he drank for, you know, a couple years, but then quit by the time he was like 21. Okay. And from an early age, they were like, if you drink moderately, you will fail at everything you do. <laughs> Okay. Um, that being said, you know, my mom was summa cum laude from Harvard Law, first woman in her practice to make partner. Hmm. Very big shoes to fill. As far as being strict goes, I mean, there were no beepers on the door when I left. Right, right. But you had a curfew, and they were pretty, you know, was it pretty, I mean, were they pretty strict with you, like through high school and stuff like that? Everybody has their vice, and right. my dad's vice, as he puts it, was pussy. And... I don't think I ever could have made my dad prouder than when I came home oh with a really attractive girl. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the only way I could make him more proud of me is if I came home. Your, you're saying that that was your dad's vice? So yeah, that was, was my dad's vice. Okay, so he actually cheated on your mom or he Oh, ab- absolutely not. Before marriage. Before marriage. Oh, that okay, was, okay. So he still was, like, you know, wanting to live through you vicariously kind of thing? He was a good dad. Yeah. He was a good dad. And, 
you know, um, the only thing that was better than bringing a hot girl home was bringing several hot girls home. Um, <laughs> wow. wow. And he, he governed my life accordingly. Wow. Okay, so they were, so, so they were proud of you. They were, any brothers and sisters, guys? Yeah, I do. I have I have one older sister who's 25, and yeah. uh, we're we're not we're not really close. She went to school on the East Coast, uh, up in New England, uh, and it, it's kind of very different how our uh, college careers panned out from the same parents. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you guys aren't very much alike. And what about you, Sebastian? Your brothers and sisters, and are you kind of like, um, like them or not really? You know, I'm the black sheep in my family because yeah. I always kind of just got like viciously fucked up. But um, my brother was an academic. Was fucked up on drugs or just, like, getting in trouble or what? Well, you have to understand that to have a drink in my family is to be considered an alcoholic. Yeah. So okay. I, could, I could literally have a glass of wine with, with dinner and I'd have the same social stigma as if I killed a bottle. But <laughs> to my parents, you know, I was, I was the kid that did drugs because I smoked pot in high school. Yeah. And my brother never did. He never drank, you know, even in moderation. So the fact that I did any of that at all kind of yeah. exiled me from that right. circle of trust. Right. I was the black that's, sheep of my family, totally. too. Go ahead. Go ahead, I Will. Think, well, that's totally different for me because when I was in high school, my dad used to pull out a bottle of scotch and say, I'm going to teach you how to drink. <laughs> so we'd, wow. We'd, we'd sit down with a bottle of Macallan and, you know, a couple glasses of water, and then we'd just go shot for shot and be sipping, you know, tequila and scotch, and he taught me how to drink fine wine and everything. So my experience was totally different. I was encouraged to drink and uh, to make sure that when I was at a party, I was the one that wasn't puking in the toilet. Right. You know, right. funny story, I tried to go shot for shot with Will's dad one time, and it did not end well for me. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Okay, so let's break it down. Tell me a typical day in your lives right now um, at school. At well, you, bro. Well, usually it's waking up, and we smoke a bowl because I'm hungover. <laughs> so do you, do you when you smoke when you smoke a bowl does that help with the hangover? You know I only oh, smoke vape bags, so I, I I honestly couldn't answer that question. You what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? No, a, a vaporizer. A vaporizer oh, yeah, has like yeah. a bag. Okay. A bowl. Yeah. Okay. So smoke a bowl and then what? Well, I smoke a bowl. Sometimes I make it to the shower. Usually I just kind of. Throw on you know, a pair of uh, sandals and, and skateboard to class. And then yeah. usually I kind of meander around there for a little bit, come back, and uh, try to hit the gym. Uh, kind of, you know, hang out on campus. Usually by the time it's like 5 o'clock, uh, we're like drinking. And uh, we usually party to the end of the night. Yeah, and you're up late every single night and getting up. What time? What time do you stay up till? What time do you get up? How much sleep are you getting? It depends on what we have to do. I mean, it varies. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, we're we responsible enough to schedule our classes late in the day so that we have that ability. Okay. All right. So let's get into some, let's get into some exciting stuff. So tell me first, I want, Sebastian, I want you to go first. Tell me a story. You said something about a story about how cocaine saved your life. Tell me, let's get, <laughs> let's get started on some, some, some stories that you wouldn't ever want your mother oh. to hear. This is Zoe okay. and friends, so let's uh, keep our... Keep our audience here, like keep them tuned in. So, what's up? Cocaine saved your life. What's up with that, man? Like, what do you well, talking that, about? Well, let me just say that cocaine has saved all of our lives numerous times. But 
Okay. I saw you killed a lot of people, too, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's called Survival of the Fittest. Okay. Um, (laughs) Social Darwinism at its best. But that specific story that you referenced, um, I was in Las Vegas, and it was a friend of mine's birthday. And, you know, he had never done cocaine, and I personally hate cocaine. Um, It's just, it doesn't do it to me. Right. It's really expensive. So he finally gets this eight ball from a driver, and he had, like, you know, bought us VIP tables at, ironically, the club's name was Excess. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, drinking bottles, doing some lines, and, I mean, the last coherent memories I have were, and again, I was blown out of my mind, so my ability to negotiate was above average. But I talked this hooker down from 1500 to $300. <laughs> and um, I don't know what that says about her or about me. Wow. You know, maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. She's a whore, and I'm a good negotiator. Oh, wow. I do have to say, Sebastian is a fantastic negotiator. Okay, and she so was really 15, whorish, too. 1500 for a hooker in Vegas. No, you, we got her down to 300 And you got her down to 300 from 1500 Yeah, that's, it was his birthday. That's pretty, damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So what happened? So the last thing I remember is, like, we had this big, like, 45-foot limo, and I just kind of saw her face, like, disappear into the darkness, and she had this expression on her face that was like, please, please don't let him take me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And so I'm, like, running around this casino looking for ATMs, which, believe it or not, are few and far between in that goddamn hotel. Um, but so then the last clear memory I have is I'm on this platform, of just platinum blonde women, this plateau of platinum blondes. And I'm looking around, and I think to myself, and this is the last clear thought that I have, is where are all the guys, and how did I get so lucky? And then the last thing that I remember is a seven-foot black bouncer actually came to me, and he's like, you got to get the fuck down. It's girls only. Yeah. And then I wake up. I wake up, and I'm just restrained to this hospital gurney. And the way that my body was positioned is my legs were straight down and then my arms were raised at, you know, 90-degree angles. They're perpendicular to my body. And the only thought that I remember having is it finally happened. I am the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm being (laughs) crucified for the world's sins. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my, my. Okay. So then I blacked back out after having that revelatory moment where I realized that I was the world's savior and that I would have to die to save, you know, the world from its own sin. And um, I blacked back in. You know, that's what we call, that's what we call time travel. Okay. When you just right, appear right. in different yeah. moments of time. Right. And there's this attendant or this resident or whatever, whatever it was. I was still seeing triple. But, and he's just yanking these IVs out of my as if I, I had fucking, you know, accosted his firstborn child. <laughs> and I, I just, I remember being like, what the fuck? Right. And so I kind of, like, get up, and I can, like, barely stand. And there are these swinging doors that are, swinging, like, open and shut. Yeah. And as they open each time, I see my friends' faces on the other side. Right. And I just remember being like, Gotta kick those. So wait, wait, you're you're completely out of it from coke and drinking, or you must have done something else because coke is like. Well, I also got my ass kicked, but that's that's okay. neither here nor there. Right. You got to hear you got to hear the rest of the story, okay, and it'll all ahead. become clear. So I kick these swinging doors, and they like swing back and hit me a couple times. So you're and that off was not the journey a... this time. You're off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm like 
getting discharged at this point. Okay. And I, they say, sir, you know, sign this here and you can go. And I look down and I look up and I look at my friends and they're like, go ahead, dude, sit. And I look down again and it's not my name. And it's wow. my brother's name. And I, had, I was under 21 at the time. And I had taken every real form of identification out of my wallet except for his. Wow. And I just remember thinking, this is the first time I'm going to commit fraud in my life. Yeah. And as I signed it, the attendant came up to me and my friends, and she was like, your blood alcohol content came back, your blood work came back, and you were at a .40. You should be dead. Wow. And I looked at her and I said, but I'm not, and now you have to take care of me. <laughs> and that was, that was the last interaction I ever had with that hospital. I went to a Chinese food restaurant and I went to sleep. <laughs> okay. So how would you consider that cocaine saving your life? Like seriously. Well, I look at it this way. Okay. Alcohol is a severe depressant. Correct. Cocaine, on the other hand, is a stimulant. I consume... Exactly. Okay, mm -hmm. got you. Yeah. So the coke, like, counteracted the, the alcohol. Yeah, and there are alternative theories that say yeah. that cocaine and alcohol combine to produce coke and ethanol, which is sick to humans, but I reject those theories adamantly. Right. And I'm going to go with Sigmund. Wow, wow, interesting story. So now that you've been able to look at it in hindsight, how much of that story is actual, actually like valid? What happened, to the, what happened to the hooker that you did such the good negotiation with? Oh, my dumbass friend gave her like a $300 tip. So talking her down to $300 was irrelevant. <laughs> okay. All right. So let me, ask, uh, let me ask Will. Will, what would you say? So we're talking about when we talk about drugs on campus, you know, I mean, what is the drug of choice right now on campus? What would you say, Will? Well, I mean, obviously – most people don't even consider weed a drug out here. I mean, it's so commonly consumed, and, like, most people have medical cards now. So it's not even really considered a drug. I know over there on the East Coast where most of your uh, listeners are, it's a little bit different. We have listeners but, all over the place, believe it or not, like everywhere. And my business partners are, are West Coast. So we have a lot. Okay, all right. Yeah, we've got a lot of people all, all right. over the place. So, yeah, so... And even some of the states here, it's non-criminalized. So, yeah. you know, so it's not, so everybody has a medical card, basically, so they can smoke weed with no, with no problem. So weed Pretty is much, just yeah. rampant. It's everywhere. But, like, tell yeah. me the difference. Because, you know, even, like, a 10-year age span, you know, from the time, like, my parents talked about weed because they were hippies, and then, like, my generation of weed, and now your generation of weed, it's totally different. So, like, what is, what is it like now? Well, that's actually really funny because one time I, I decided to, uh, to smoke with my parents, which was a really <laughs> interesting experience. Wow. Because, because they used to smoke a lot of weed back in the day, and so my mom was like, you know, like, I, I, I want to smoke right now, and, like, blah, 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 and I was like, are you sure? Like, it's a little bit different than from, like, your day. She goes, no, 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 I, I, I know it can, I know it can be sweet. Like, okay. Oh, I, don't, I don't think you do. Like, this stuff's called heroina. <laughs> wow. And, and, and she's like, no, I, I, can, I can smoke. I can smoke with your weed. I was like, all right, fine. So I rolled the J, sitting outside on the porch with my mom. And, uh, wow. Got, got Interesting. water. It, I know, right? Which is a really interesting experience. Uh, it, it's a, getting high with your parents is way different than drinking with your parents, by the way. So she's smoking, and and I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her, and her she, her face is just getting red and red and red. And I go, Mom, 
Mom, mom breathed. Yeah, yeah, wow, wow. And, and that was the first time I actually had to make my mom munchies for her because she was too debilitated to become the couch. Dude, you blazed with your mom? Dude, yeah, really, wow, my goodness. I don't think you ever told me that story. Wow. So, Sebastian, what would you say? We'll get back to you, Will, in a second about, like, the drug of choice on campus. But, Sebastian, what would you say about about weeds, like, today, like, this day and age? Like, oh, what's it's, it's fantastic. Um, what else is there to say? It's debilitating. But, like, it ruins so, day. so how much, how much, how many bulls or how many jays or how many bong hits do you, how much do you guys smoke, like, every day? Like, what's up? Uh, you know, to be honest, I smoked a lot more when I was in high school than in college. Um, you know, you smoke because it's it's a cultural thing now. You guys it's a have those vapor thing. machines I'm hearing about. Like, I love Cat Williams, and Cat Williams talks about the vapors. I mean, you know, and I've never seen one in my life. So yeah, guys... there's one. There's one sitting in our living room right now. It's called a volcano. Uh -huh. What it does is it fills a trash bag full of THC, but it's it heats the marijuana to the point of extraction of THC without actually burning it. So it's a health-conscious alternative to smoking. And is it pretty popular? Do you guys like it? Do you, you know, I mean, I remember five-foot bongs, everybody coughing their butts off. I mean, is this is Well, this vaporizers have not replaced bongs. They've simply complemented them. So what about bongs? Is it still like the graphics and stuff like that? Or, like, what's up? Uh, yeah, I mean, you all... You want to take that variety one? Of bongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of variety of bongs. I mean, you obviously got your head shops down in Venice, which are pretty popular, but there are like brand name bongs now. And there's, there's ones called Roar, AMG, uh, a variety of others. And, and one specifically, and this is one that we bought a couple of years ago. It's this brand called the Philadelphia. And, and this is honestly the most epic bong we owned. <laughs> and uh, you, I think what will make you amazed is how unbelievably expensive it was. Uh, it ended up I, at, at the very end of the deal. It ended up being uh, thirteen hundred dollars for this bong. Wow! Wow! So obviously it was glass. What do you do? You put like water and ice in it, or what? No, though it was plastic, and then you oh, lit it on fire. Plastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A plastic bong for <laughs> no. We're, I'm being sarcastic. It yeah, was very much yeah. glass, oh, and good, 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 it was yeah. two pieces. Right. And each each piece would would lock in, and it would become airtight. But one piece was a spiral coil condenser shrouded in glycerin. So you would put it in your freezer, and it would become colder than ice. So then you'd plug smoke, it in. Yeah. It would be like wintergreen. Enjoy it down. Better on the lungs. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, Will, drug of choice on campus. So everybody's smoking weed, but what would you say? I mean, obviously uppers. I mean... You know, I talked to Sebastian a little bit about, I asked him, I'm like, well, what about during exams and stuff like that? Like, are people taking yeah. speed and stuff like that? Yeah. So, what's well, up? Well, yeah, I think basically what you're looking for, I mean, just for parting and everything, cocaine is super popular. I mean, I, I know, I would probably say that 7 out of 10 kids I know at the school have done coke. Mm -hmm. Not do it on a regular basis, but have tried it. Right. Um, but during finals and whatnot, midterms, Adderall is by far the most so Adderall. Adderall is basically just speed. And what would you say, what would you say, Sebastian, what, in, like, your opinion, what is, like, the most popular drug right now? I mean, I've never met a drug that I didn't like, <laughs> but I'm a pretty outgoing guy. I would say I agree with Will's assessment, but it's really only, I mean, and I, 
I, forgive me for this terminology because I think it's stupid terminology, but it's popular kids amongst whom Coke is popular. You know, uh, right. you don't meet a lot of kids that don't party that do Coke. However, you know, weed, Adderall, all these other performance-enhancing drugs are popular amongst the masses. You know, okay. you have the computer techs that do it. You have the comm majors that do it, the business majors that do it. It's non-denominational, so to speak. <laughs> it's non-denominational. Okay, so um, what about party? What about, like, raves? Talk to me about that. So, like, well, if you're hanging out, if you're going to a rave or you're going out to party at a club or whatever, like, you're not going to do, you're not doing Adderall, are you? I mean, what's up with that? You're not doing what? Adderall. Oh, I mean, you can because yeah. a lot of people get molly, which is pure MDMA, which is what ecstasy is based off of. And you can cut it yourself so that you don't have to trust the dealer. You can get Adderall and cut the pure molly so that it's really just a speedy roll. Okay. Okay. So that's what people are mostly doing, like out partying on the weekends and stuff like that? Well, I feel like most people that are going out to clubs in, let's say, like Hollywood or whatnot, uh, if, they're, if they're out in a club, they're probably doing ecstasy. And uh, that's really popular as well. There, there's this giant kind of electronic music festival that, that happens in Los Angeles called EDC, which stands for Electric Daisy Carnival. Yeah. And this year there was uh, 185,000 people over the two days that showed up. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it, it was absolutely amazing. And, and both Seven and I both went with a, a huge group of kids, and uh, it, was, it was honestly the best time I've ever had in my life. Okay, what about cheating? What about, like, academic cheating on campus? How popular is that? I mean, it depends on who you ask. Um, there are obviously kids that are always going to cheat, and, you know, they're usually not the overachievers. Um, you'll find overachievers that are pushed to cheat when they feel that they can't get any otherwise. For, like, do they pay for this kind of stuff? Like, if it's, like, getting, you know, assignments done, if it's getting papers done, if it's getting, you know, do they oh, pay for that kind of stuff? Oh, that's not cheating. That's entrepreneurship. They have concentration <laughs> for it. Okay, okay, so yeah, I mean, and then as far as like cheating, like in class and stuff like that, how popular, how much can you get away with? Well, you can actually, you can get away with quite a bit. Uh, I mean, the, for, as far as cheating goes, here from what I've uh, experienced and the people I know directly that have been caught, most of it is actually plagiarism, not cheating in class itself. It's like copying papers from know, online or paying people to write papers for you and right. do that for like a couple people and then those people kind of get caught. And that's how most people get kind of uh, squashed by the man, if you will. Um, but I've actually <laughs> seen a lot of kids. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. let's get but into – go I, ahead. I said I was actually – I've seen a lot of kids use their new, like, iPhones and their Blackberries to cheat because they'll write up PDFs and then save them on their phone, oh. and then they'll put their, and they'll put their phone, like, on their on lap. On their lap, yeah. Yeah, and, the, and they just move around documents, and they've basically got endless notes in their phone just right there during the test. Oh, shit, wow. You know, I've always thought that that would be harder than just studying for the test, is, like, learning all your cheat sheets. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's, you guys, like, have some serious skills from what I've heard when it comes to pulling girls. And so I want to talk about, you know, the actual techniques that you guys, like you're both frat boys, and you've told me, you know, you sit around and you talk about the different philosophies of, like, what works. So talk to me, talk to me about that. Treat them like dirt and they'll stick to you like mud. <laughs> yeah, all right, basically. let's go a little deeper than that. <laughs> they're, all, they're always asking me to go deeper, Zoe, always. <laughs> 
Okay, seriously, like the different philosophies and stuff like that, because I know you guys, you actually really come up with like skill sets in this area. Is that right? I mean, just uh, it's a very steep learning curve, and once you kind of figure out how to do it, it it's very. very All right. Easy so, will so so will you go first? Tell me, like, what are some of your what are some of your techniques? What are some of the things that you do? Well, I think one thing you got to keep in mind is that, especially here in Los Angeles, everybody's fucking good looking, yeah. and everybody you know comes from a good family or has money or, or they or at least they act like they do, right? So everybody acts like they're better than you, and the first thing that you do is just don't give a shit, to be honest. I mean, as long as you don't give a shit, then I think there's an old thing. The person that cares most in a relationship is one that doesn't have the power. Yeah. And that's very much the that's case. That's true, you yeah. Someone, if you meet someone and, and they're basically disrespecting you, here in, in L.A., all of a sudden that girl's interested in you. Yeah. You know, she, she bumps into you. She's used to having everybody stare at her if you kind of, you know, or to get out of your way. Exactly. Uh, right. All of a sudden, you stand out from the crowd. Right, because you're not sweating her. Right. Okay. So, has have you guys like come across situations where you've met a girl that you actually like, and the care is equal, and it's something that's mutual, and then it trips you up in your game? Absolutely, it fucks up my life, and I hate it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm I'm just kidding. I'd like to. This is probably a good time to throw this out there. I actually I have one of those girls in my life right now. And her name is Lauren, and she is fantastic, and she is exempt from everything I'm about to say about women. Oh, wow. Okay, thank but you. But on the other hand, I don't classify her as a woman because I think she's fundamentally better than that. Awesome. Oh, you're so sweet. That's so sweet. Okay, what I want to know is what does Lauren not know about? I mean, I, there's nothing that Lauren doesn't know about, but, um, I mean, we're not it's together. It's Right. So what? So talk to me. Talk to me about the skills. Like you guys go to a party. You guys like you're both you're both seniors, right? So what about like when the freshman girls come on campus and stuff like that? They get fucked. <laughs> okay, but girls who just come on campus, they're not just like, okay, well, yeah, take me. So you know, I'd be surprised. <laughs> really? The moment that daddy drops them off at the dorm, it's it's really it's kind of. I, I almost feel, like, bad and guilty at this point after this many years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, funny because... Any, any dad that drops off her daughter at school, don't expect her to come home a virgin. Uh, don't expect her to come home relatively with any respect whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny because dads always give their daughters, they're like, you know, here's a debit card, there's an extra so much in case of emergency. And then, you know, she's standing at the Planned Parenthood clinic, and I'm holding her hand, pretending to care. And um, daddy's money was not well spent. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness. Okay, so you guys, like, when you're, when you're playing these girls and when you're doing this stuff, I mean, how many girlfriends, how many partners, how many, what would you say? Like, let's say in a semester. <laughs> Do you um, have, go ahead, Will, you go first. How many I mean, kids are you hooking on up average, with on, like, yeah, what's the average? Give me an average it's, in, like, a semester. It's kind of funny because the first couple of years I was here, like I said, there's, it's kind of a, there's a game. I, I was in a long-term relationship right before I came to college, so it took me a while to get into, like, the rhythm and whatnot. And, and I would say, you know, at, at the first semester I was here, first couple of years, like, year I was here, probably six or seven semester. And yeah. then, you know, now you could triple that number. Okay, you, uh, now triple that. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> Sebastian, what about you? You know, but, but, I don't necessarily fuck. Yeah, right? I don't necessarily fuck too wait, many wait, women at school. I, I didn't hear what Will said. What did Will say? I said, that what does two at a time count as? <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. So, Sebastian, what would you say? I mean, I'm just like... Like my buddy, when I came to college, I just came out of a long-term relationship. It ended poorly. I was emotionally devastated. And I'll preface my answer with something that doesn't work with women, and that's romanticism. Because chivalry is not dead. It just got kicked in the nuts by every fucking woman in this city. And now it's on the couch nursing its balls with ice. Um... I really firmly believe that I am a fucking romantic <laughs> character. That was a great quote. That was a great quote. Oh, that thank was, you so much. That was classic. I'll, I'll take that as one of uh, the highlights of the show. Well, it's funny that you use the word classic because that's about what I was going to say is that I am a romantic character trapped in a classical construct. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, it's an uphill battle. And if, I, if every woman wanted to go home with a nice guy, there wouldn't be so many nice guys going home alone. And I speak like a misogynist, and I speak like an asshole, and it's because those are learned behaviors. Yeah, right? Okay, so how many partners would you say, on average, in a semester, are you having? How many sexual partners? Um, I don't know. I'd say like six in a semester, on average. But He's being modest. I'm trying to be because, like, I don't want anyone to recognize my voice and, like, be like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, okay, speaking of that, do you guys have a problem, like, while you're with these girls, like, keeping them from talking to each other or becoming friends on campus and stuff like that? Oh, that magnifies your game. Every time a girl says something shitty about you to other girls, they get wet. It's awesome. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I actually actually encourage them to share, uh, to be honest. Do you really? Okay, let's let's talk about this. So how how common is, like like you said, like two girls at once or a bunch of people getting together and, you know, Um, you're all messed up. Like how common is that? And how common is, um, like, bisexualism? Like how common is that? Well, it depends on how long I have to, you know, speak to them beforehand. Um. (laughs) It, it varies. Lately, I've actually had a very active threesome experience. Um, I've been having a lot of them. But let me just say that for every threesome, some end better than others. Yeah, like, what do you mean? I don't know. Some, some just end, end better than, than others. So some end better than others. In other words, like, one of the girls get mad at each other or the girls, like, end up this or that or what? Or one you know, sometimes everyone like, gets off. Is it, usually, is it usually, like, a girl that you're kind of seeing and then one of her friends and then it causes problems with the girl that you're kind of seeing? Or what's up with that? No. I mean, I've never had an experience like that, though I'm sure they exist. Um you know, in some threesomes, everybody gets off. In some threesomes, not everybody gets off. And the person that doesn't get off is always going to be a little bit it less relieved like, than everyone else. It just—it sounds like you've been that guy that hasn't gotten off sometimes. Oh, for for <laughs> sure, for sure. <laughs> Poor Sebastian. What about you, Will? What do you think? A lot of threesomes, or is it not that well, common? Always gets or off what? in threesomes. 
We'll always get soft and and, free, and threesomes. Wow, wow. So you're the so you're the kind of mystical romantic guy that is icing his nuts on the couch, and then Will is like the man. Is that what I'm kind of? But you're but you're both good looking. No, and you're no, both no, get no. out there. Is that is that like the picture That's we're painting true. here? I too, I too am a trained romantic. I mean, when I was younger, I was actually like a trained ballroom dancer, and oh, I, my. my mother raised me the right way, and I dated girls. My Mom life. raised you the right oh, way, but she's sitting on the porch smoking so. a J with you. So you know that's <laughs> that's cool though. That's cool though. Yeah. That was after she raised him though. That was once he was raised. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. So let's tell me. Do you guys talk in detail when you have sexual experiences? Like, you know, you know, in the fraternity, kicking back with the frat boys. Like, how in detail do you guys get about these girls that you're sleeping with? Shit, I do it in public. Fuck the fraternity. Right. But, I mean, like, when you're talking about it, because, you know, I mean, we all know guys talk. How in detail are you getting about these girls? Like, tell me a typical conversation. Like, dude, last night this is what happened. Well, first off, it's pretty consistent that, like, every morning, whenever you wake up in the fraternity house, usually the first conversation is about how fucked up you got and who hooked up with you. So, okay. and that's all usually happening while people are drinking or smoking, and usually some people haven't even gone to sleep yet. So, uh, as, as far as that goes, uh, there, are, there are details, and I, I always find that the most detailed conversations I hear are mm-hmm. ones about girls who have slept with multiple guys in the fraternity. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so so the most detailed. And then is there, like, do you guys pretty much keep it to yourself, like, when you have, and do you have sex, like, do you have, like, little relationships that go on for, like, a couple months and you're, like, with the same girl yeah. for a while or not really? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, okay. Usually I, I like to have, like, a girl, I mean, usually if a girl's, like, special or if I get along with her really well, you know, you, you have to bring her out on dates and whatnot. And, and you, usually if a girl does give it up on the first night, it, it's just kind of just a booty call. Yeah. Um, and if you have those girls that you have good relationships with, I, I, the only thing is that I just, I can't be exclusive. I was too exclusive. I was exclusive with girls for a long time, and I don't like it. Okay. Uh, I'd rather choose. I want both of you uh, to talk right now directly to a girl that, you know, maybe is a nice girl, is a good girl, has a lot going on for herself, is a beautiful and intelligent, but she maybe isn't, you know, she, how would, how would you guys, tr- what's the best thing for her to do in order to be treated well by you guys? Treat herself and not, well. And not talked, and not talked about trash, in a trashy no, manner. Uh, the best way to get me to respect a girl mm-hmm. is to be respectable. Exactly. And exactly. to respect yourself. And I can't respect you if you can't respect you. And reciprocity goes a long way do with think, me. Do you think that if you were to do, say, an average of college girls, I mean, how many of them? I mean, Will, you just said, you know, a girl who's going to give it up on the first night is, you know, just a booty call. I mean, what would you say average, speaking in percentages, like how many girls are actually, like, beautiful that you would love to be with that keep themselves, like, in relationships, you know, in monogamous relationships and how many girls are just like out there just you know giving it up well specifically where we go to school there are a lot of lot of stunning women and and they all come from like they all have great backgrounds all really smart i mean you have to if you're going to get into a major university here in california you have to be really smart Mm -hmm. uh, because everybody wants to come here 
Um, but on that on that note, there there are a lot of girls that actually do date for a while, and and like the, especially the freshmen that they get picked up by like you know sophomores or juniors right when they get on campus. You know they, they date one for a couple of years, and then uh, and then all of a sudden their their boyfriend's out of, out of college for a year or so, and he's kind of moved on. And that girl all of a sudden feels like she hasn't gotten her college experience. Mm -hmm. So usually there's this cycle of either a girl who dates and then becomes like a slut for a while, mm -hmm. or a girl that you know, was a slut and then finally finds a guy and becomes a little bit less wealthy, although it always sticks around for a while. Um, and, and I guess I would say I, I would say two, maybe 20% of the people that I, I know on campus um, that are like good, respectable girls, girls that I would want to date long term. Uh, there's about 20% of, of the really attractive ones, but the right. other ones they kind of get they kind of get they, well. The thing is, I say tossed around. They get they let themselves get tossed around because they like the attention. Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's all validation seeking, and you know every guy that goes home with you makes you feel validated. So but to go so back, go ahead, go ahead. Sebastian. Well, I was just going to say to go back to your question, what detail or to what extent do we discuss our sexual exploits in detail? The answer is this. There are only two times in a male's life that he doesn't go into excruciatingly detail about the girls that he fucked. One, when he fucks a fat girl, and two, when he fucks his friend's girlfriend. And those are the <laughs> only two times that a guy will not offer more than is necessary about, you know, the pubic formation, the lubrication, any mishaps, and sexual mishaps, by the way, are the funniest topic that could ever be touched give me, on. And give me an example. Of one of those I, 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 a, I really don't want to. What the hell is a sexual mishap? Like what? A mishap. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. Story, Zoe. All right. This, is, this happened to, uh, this is like a legendary guy who uh, graduated a couple years ago, and he was in our fraternity. And he graduated school, and this guy was like the, very like, like I said, legendary. He slept with a ton of women. He had the hottest girlfriend. Uh, but he broke up with her, and he ended up going uh, uh, to be an investment banker in New York City. And he was out in the city, and he was with this girl that he kind of met, and he wanted to date her. Yeah, his game had been a little bit off when he went to the East Coast. It was just a different vibe. But he brings this girl out, and they go out to get Indian food. Right. And so they go out, and it's going terribly, but whatever. You know, he decides, uh, you know, he orders some food, gets some curry, blah, blah, blah. Walks the girl home. He figures he's going to drop her off, and then he's going to go home and you know, jerk off and go to bed. And all of a sudden, she's like, would you like to come inside? And he goes, yeah, sure, why not? So he goes up there, he ends up sleeping with the girl, and uh, passes out in her bed. Mm -hmm. He wakes up around 4.30 in the morning, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, he just smells shit. This what? Is, like, terrible shit. And she realized that the curry had just gone straight through him, and he had shot this girl's bed. Oh. Now, this girl, yeah, now this girl's asleep, right? Oh, my God. So what do you do in that situation? He shit in her bed? Yes, in the bed. They were both naked. And Did he, like, shard, like, you know, yeah. like, gas and, like, like, a, like, a streak, or he actually... He, like, pooped in this girl's bed. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, curry diarrhea. In disgusting. This That's totally disgusting. So what did he do? So, so what, what can you do, right? If you get up and leave, she obviously knows it's you, right? And, and you uh, can't, yeah. Like, can't really stay. What he does is she kind of, like, pat, like, pats some on her, goes to the bathroom, washes himself, 
And then he gets back in bed and like pretend and like wakes her up and he goes, Hey, I, I think you had an accident. Oh, what? oh my gosh. So he totally blamed it on her. So she wakes up and she's like this mess of other shit in her bed and, and there's like remnants on her ass. So she just starts bawling. Like it's just like and like it's just completely hysterical and he like calms her down and he's like it's okay like blah blah blah, blah. Oh. He, ended up dating that, he ended up dating that girl for eight months you know what I, I could not, <laughs> I, I'm like speechless for the first time put, and there you have it that's what a put, sexual mishap okay, is that is a major mishap he, he puts <laughs> shit on her ass tells her she had the accident and then she ends up dating him for eight months Oh, my goodness, because he's probably because of the way he consoled her when, oh, my gosh, that's a horrible story. That's a good story. guy right there. Okay, that's a, that's a sexual mishap that turned into a relationship. That's really crazy. That's absolutely Well, what do you, what do, you do when you fart at the dinner table? <laughs> women are you really You blame good. it on the dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true, true. You Apply know, that women parallel are, Women necessary. are really good at not... <laughs> Not having that happen, though. I think I think we're like experts at that. We all have gas, of course, but I think we're experts. We're like total experts at that. Uh, right, at what? Guys. Not not shitting the bed after you slept with someone? Um, no, at not <laughs> farting at the dinner table. <laughs> all right, tell me, guys. You know, we're talking about your sexual escapades and stuff like that, and you know, I don't even think we really. I guess you know, when I pre-interviewed you guys, it was a lot crazier than what I'm getting tonight. But that's all good. Tell me, like, do you guys practice safe sex? I mean, are condoms optional, or are you definitely, like, you know, I know for my generation, and again, I'm, like, 10 years older than you guys, but, like, when I grew up in school, it was just, like, you know, I mean, major AIDS awareness, major, you know, sexually transmitted diseases, and be careful of this and that. I mean, are you practicing safe sex? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was a long me? hesitation, boys. What's up? What's up? Uh, Seriously, Sebastian. Will wants to answer this. Sebastian, <laughs> are you practicing safe sex? Okay, look, I'll put it to you this way. You're 20, you're 21, honey? You're 20. I'm 21. All right, you're 21. I mean. There's, there's an old adage by which I live, and that is this. This is my maxim. If you go to have sex with a girl, and you try to have sex with her without a condom, and she lets you, you immediately go get a condom. Okay. Okay. So you are using condoms. Yeah, however, you know, there's a converse to that. <laughs> you try to have sex with her, and she's like, get a condom. You know that it's cool. You're like, all right, I'm not going to use a condom. Um, and then the debate begins. But any time that a girl is okay with you not using a condom, it is a bad idea not to use a condom because, obviously, if she's okay with you not using a condom, that's, she's probably okay with most of the football some, team not using a condom. Yeah, so that, there's definitely some wisdom in that, I would say. So do you ever worry? Like, okay, wait, Will, what about Oh, my God, you? every second of every day do I worry. That you're going to catch something or you caught something or When anything? I sneeze, I could, like, sneeze in class, and I'd be like, oh, my God, herpes of the lungs. <laughs> Okay, Will, what about you? Safe sex? Are you using condoms or what? Well, I'm a big proponent of safe I, I like having safe sex. Fortunately, safe sex doesn't really like me. Really <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, the thing is this, is that there's just no, 
the condoms just they don't work right. Basically. Okay. I mean, I, the thing is this: is that well, they smell like, funny, but they might change your life. Well, they smell funny, but they the might save your life. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I try to find girls that are that that are. Uh, I guess cleaner is the way I want. Yeah, but 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 wait a second, Will. How do you know? How do you how do really know? know? I mean, women lie about how many men they sleep with all the time, okay? And girls lie about it. I mean, how do you know? I mean, there's girls who, you know, they look clean. They are clean. They're sweet and everything. And you think that, like, I mean, how do you know for sure? You just got to go down on them with, you know, a small flashlight, and it's like a one. <laughs> and you just no, got to squeeze it every no, now and then and be like, is, is that there thing? Is, there is so many sexually transmitted diseases that are not like herpes, that are not like genital warts, and I know you don't even like hearing these things that are just in the juice. There's things that, you know, just in, yeah, in, no, the, in, the, in the bodily fluids that can be caught, that it can look beautiful, it can look clean, it could be perfect, it could be the most perfect right. Vagina you've ever looked at, absolutely gorgeous girl. But you don't know. I mean, seriously. So, so well, Will, go ahead, finish. Are you are you speaking out of experience, Zoe? <laughs> go ahead, Will. No, absolutely not. I mean, I I I have a whole other set of most. You know what? My wild days are over, and I am so thankful that I got out of it with no problems. How many times I could have caught something? How many times I could have you know gotten arrested? How many times I could have been dead and you know and then when you get a little older you're just like holy crap the stuff that I did thank God you know thank God now I'm going to value my life so it changes it changes when you get a little older trust me on that one trust me on that one I'm, I'm going to give you the easiest the easiest explanation that I can give from a man to a woman you told me I that only you have... use Listerine I mean I, I mean uh, oh yeah true? that's true that's true. Um, don't you think if, that that's an old wives' tale? Is to put if by safe sex you mean yeah. Well, if by safe sex you mean that I pour listerine on my cock after I do it, um, <laughs> then no, I would not technically be safe. But what I was going to say to you is, from a man to a woman, I only have so much blood in my body, and there's not enough blood to go to both heads at the same time. Right. Right. Bottom line. Right, and it's true. It's true. But as you. I mean, you'll make different choices. You know, maybe, maybe not. Like as you kind of get older and stuff like that, you will. You'll make different. You'll make different choices. Right now, it's it's all about the experience and having fun and all that kind of stuff. And there, you know, it might it might change. That might change. Some guys it changes. Some guys it doesn't. Some guys their sex drive is the same way it was when they were seventeen to when they were seventy. Trust me, I'm a counselor. This is what I do for a living. Every <laughs> single day, I have to hear okay about men and their sex drive. Some of them can't get it up at 30. Some of them, it just, it just varies between men. Every man is different. But, yes, baby, at your age and, you know, everything, it, of course, it's, you're, you're led by the wrong head, of course, absolutely. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, we but, go ahead, Will. As you were saying earlier, the thing is this. I would say of all the women I've slept with, I've used a condom 90 Ninety percent of the time. Well, that's good. And well, that's... Of, and the majority of the time, I don't. And the, but unfortunately, whenever I do use a condom, I never expect it to. It just right. doesn't. It just. It can't, it's not going to happen. And uh, first off, condoms get dry. They fucking start pulling and tearing, and I don't, they're, they're terrible. Okay. The that I don't. Use, but the condom. But the girls that I, I don't use condoms with are usually ones that I'm hooking up with. Okay, girl. Condoms. Usually. Right. 
condoms break, obviously. You were just talking about how they get dry and they start whatever, cracking in the You're telling me. Okay, condoms break. (laughs) Condoms break. Girls lie all the time about being on the pill. Do you guys ever worry about, like, worse than a sexually transmitted disease even, like getting somebody pregnant? Well, most girls that I fuck tend to have more money than me, so I'm not usually worried about them, like, faking on the pill for pregnancy. Yeah. Secondly, most girls that I know would not be down to carry my child. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about you? Well, well, I mean, you know, the morning after pill is plan A for some of us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It will. It will. How do you punish your kids? I don't know. The morning after okay, pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my my uh, my! I did have a scare, though, um, with the whole pregnancy. Thing. Uh, but luckily, it was just the girl was late because she just was a party animal, and she fucking you know missed her she missed her period once. But that was a pretty scary time because I don't know. It, it, I guess the uh, the problem with uh, that that scare, mm-hmm. the fact that like she was a pretty girl, right? So I, and I, would, I was having these terrible nightmares. Like, she told me that she was late, and I was like, oh, like, whatever, right? And then she, it was another week. She was like, I still haven't got it. Mm. And then all of a sudden, my, my mind started racing, you know? And I was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? And I was thinking about, you know, how, how should I handle the situation? You know, there's so many different options. Like, it's so know, easy, dude. You oh, just delete, you change your phone right. number, delete Facebook. <laughs> I delete Facebook. You, know, you, you, got, you got the Hoover. You got Planned Parenthood. You got the Spare. <laughs> so many different options, but the worst one was I, I was like, "Is this girl hot enough to bring to my dad and my mom and be like, I got this one pregnant? <laughs> I got this one pregnant? Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry, it was, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't get the you know five foot eight blonde with the blue eyes and the double B. I'm sorry, I, I, I had the you know, it was this one." Wow, wow, wow. So that was what was going through your mind. Was she hot enough to bring home and tell the parents that you knocked her up? Well, I think it's really important, yeah. I mean, because you were actually, so so what that tells me, Will, is, and I'm kind of picking up on your different personalities here. Like, Sebastian is, like, more of, like, he just seems like he lives by the seat of his pants. He just doesn't really, like, whatever, whatever happens from day to day. Am I right? And then you, Will, you're, like, a little bit more conscious and stuff like this. Okay, so, Will, that tells me that you were actually thinking about if she was pregnant, to maybe do like, you know, trying to do the quote-unquote right thing, which the right thing isn't always the right thing. You know, yeah, take but, care of it. Right. So is that where you were going with that? And that was the scariest part. Oh, oh no, I, was, I would have done the right thing. I would have paid for the abortion. <laughs> right. Oh, my yeah. goodness. My, my, That's my. what I meant when I said take care of it. Right, right. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in marriage. So. You don't believe in marriage? No, no, no. Because... Yeah, my my parents are divorced. Um, right. I don't believe in marriage institution because of of other reasons. Um, I, I don't mind wearing a ring and and raising a family with with a girl, but I'll never sign a marriage contract. Why do you feel like it's ownership papers? Well, I I want to choose to be with a woman because I want to be with her, not Very because good. I need to be obligated to be. That's good. That's good. You know, I on the other hand will absolutely sign. I would totally sign a marriage contract. It's called a prenup, and they're fantastic. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up here. Tell me what parents. No pun intended. What? 
tell me what parents typically worry about when their son or daughter goes to college, goes off to college, and what are they totally clueless about? Let's talk about guys and girls. So let's talk about guys first. So parents out there, they're sending, you know, school just started, and they're sending their, their young son off to college. What do parents worry about, and what are they clueless about when it comes to guys? And then I want you to tell me when it comes to girls as well. I mean, honestly, I think my parents know just about everything about me. There is no. Right. I'm saying parents out there, they're sending their freshmen off to college. What do you think in your, you know, now that you guys are seniors and you've been on campus and you've lived the college life or, you know, this is your fourth year, you know, what would you say that parents worry about when they're sending their son or daughter off to college? You know, they worry about, you know, certain things, but then there's other things that they're absolutely clueless about. So go ahead and break that down. Who wants to go first? At least when I went off to college, I had such an open relationship with my parents that by the time I went off to college, my dad looked at me and he said, just don't fuck up. You're going to a good school. You're, you know, you got everything going for you. You're you're smart, you know, you're good with girls. You can drink your face off, like... You're fine. Like, just don't fuck up. He's like, don't do the wrong drugs. And, like, don't get caught up in the shit that doesn't matter. So, like, you know, both Seb and I both have the buff of 3-5. And, you know, he's like, take care of your internships. Take care of, you know, the girls that, you know, you meet and whatever. And, and have a good time. Party hard, play hard is basically what my dad said. He's like, just make sure you graduate and don't fuck up your education. Right, right. So what do you think? But for like- girls, it's totally different. Okay, but what do you think, like, as a parent, you know, driving their freshman boy, you know, and dropping off their boy, like, so you had an open relationship. What do you think typical parents, because I don't think every kid has an open, I think it's awesome no, no. that you did. You know, I don't think every every student has an open relationship like that with their family. As you know? sad as it is to say, I think that one of the biggest concerns that parents have when their kids go off to college is reputation. Right. And how is my son or how is my daughter going to reflect on me and my family name, my family image, the brand, so to speak, that we've built for ourselves over the past 50, 60, 100 years? Right. And I know that every time I fuck up, my dad's first thought is a selfish one. Yeah. How, how could you do this to me? You know, how could, how could you reflect <laughs> on the family this way? How could you do this to me? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a big concern for the parents, right. you know. Uh, one of the reasons that you have kids, you can claim love, devotion, you know, spirituality, whatever. But the bottom line is one reason that you have kids is so one day you can present your son or your daughter at a function, at a business meeting, and you can be proud of what you've raised. Right, you legacy. Can, you legacy. can show off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but okay. So you're right. I understand that. Girls, what do you think the parents worry about when they drop the girl off to college? <laughs> and then what do you think they're totally clueless about? I think there's a one-word answer to what every parent is worried about for their daughter. Okay. Us. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Particularly, particularly with, with girls. I mean, when my dad dropped my sister off at college, I talked to him about this, actually, and he was like, I just... I was so afraid that she'd come home pregnant. Yeah. I was so afraid that she'd come home pregnant. And that's, like, the only thing. He, go, he was like, yeah, drugs were kind of there, but my sister wasn't the type to, like, go abuse a bunch of drugs. She wasn't that cool. Um, 
but, but she was like, I was so afraid that she'd come home pregnant. Okay. And, uh, thank God she didn't. All right, guys. Um, last question pretty much here. Uh, do you think that the media, you know, television, movies, and stuff, do you think that they portray college life legitimately, in your opinion? No. No. Yeah, I, I think they do in some respects. The only problem is that not every girl is wrestling in KY Jelly and has fake double D tits. They usually just <laughs> wrestle. They, they usually only wrestle in KY Jelly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my, 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 my. Okay, what would you say to people listening that are like, oh, my gosh, this is the future generation that we have? I mean, as far as, like, po politically and as far as, like, do you see leaders raising up on campus? Do you think that, you know, regardless to of how much you party, how much drugs you do, how many people you sleep with, safe sex, non-safe sex, whatever, okay? At the end of the day, do you think that uh, the future is in good hands? Absolutely. And what I'd say to those people is, what's crying about going to do? You know, like, if there really is something that concerns you, go out and change it. Yeah. But we kind of come from a society that's become, you know, so hands-off to the point where, you know, it's almost a fucking pastime to sit around and just complain about other people's actions or inactions or whatever. Instead of changing your own. Right. Yeah, the, the bottom line is there's a whole bunch of shit talking that goes on on a daily basis everywhere in the world and not too much action to back it with. And right. I know that after I have this conversation, I'm going to go be a productive human being. Right. You know, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's socializing with others, whether that's doing classwork, I'm going to be doing something that's going to perpetuate the progress of our niche. Awesome. And so is my friend Will. Awesome. Um, not everybody can say that. And, yeah, we happen to also be the ones that go to raves, sleep with women, you know, do all these debaucher meanderings. But um, the bottom line is, you know, it's a balance. And for every, for every weight I place on the dark side of the scale, there's a weight that I put on the light side of the scale. Awesome. And for every drug that I take, there's a book that I read. For every girl <laughs> that I slay, there's one that I love. <laughs> Another classic. Very good, Sebastian. Thank you so much. Will, you're awesome. I think, you know, it's so cool. Give your parents my best regards because you know what? Having an open relationship with you and raising you that way probably made things a lot less taboo. And I think that that is that's genius, totally genius. Guys, thanks a lot for coming on. And listen, again, again, Zoe and Friends is brought to you by Catapult Enterprises. Catapult has so many different services. You can check out our website at K-A-T-A. P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Hi. I am looking for Molly. I've been searching everywhere and I can't seem to find Molly. 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 Hands on the front to the back, let me see you drop people just like that. I say hands on the front to the back, let me see you drop people just like that. Got some stacks all in my wallet, got some racks all in my pocket. My bitch bash a co-pilot, we turn up and don't stop it. I be rolling, 
Is you rolling? Got your bitch here, she want it. Pop one and she floating. Let it wrong, she be moaning. I got bad broads all in my whip. Threes up all in my clip. Gold all up in my wrist. So high, can't take my shit. Yeah, I'm a Mac, it's a fact. Couple more shots, take a hit, that's a fact. Better take your chick and a hit from the back. Yeah, don't jump when I'm driving a lap. That's it, fuck that, yeah, scratch it. Blow bands on my cash it. Got stacks in the backpack. I'm swerving, but they crash it. Oh, this that flow. This shit go. Raise up, everybody hit that. Throw hands up if you want medicinal. Pill pop and I hit that roll.